Ah, yes, ah, yes. <laughs> Welcome back to the lounge. Welcome to the lounge for the first time, my friends. The voice you are hearing right now is mine. I am your buddy, the MC, DJ, selector, general manager, Mortimer Magic Main of the Treehouse Lounge. We are located 240 feet up above the forest floor. We don't clash here. We groove, all right? Everyone's welcome. Only one rule, no dickheads, okay? So come correct, get respect. We're going to treat you nice. Check this out. Speaking of nice, this day? <laughs> nah, for real though, we're going to be talking about some nice songs, we're going to be talking about some nice acts, and we're going to be talking about some nice things, alright? So, before we get into the music, let's talk about the movie we watched today while we were setting up the lounge. It was a Spike Lee joint. It was 2003's 25th Hour, which, I think this is the third time I watched this. I haven't watched it since I watched my own DVD, which I remember buying when this came out. I didn't get to see this movie in the theater. I was pumped for it though. I was like, okay, Spike Lee, Edward Norton. Um, he's about to, the storyline is uh, he's a small time or like mid-level drug dealer in New York City selling cocaine and uh, he gets pinched and he's gonna have to go do a seven year bit in, upstate in Otisville. And the whole movie is like, what does he do on his last day? The movie's good, I'll recommend it. Especially if you ever Jonesen, are you like me? Sometimes you're just like, oh man, I just want to see, like, I haven't been to New York City in a while. I just want to see some New York City action. This one's got it for you, especially the big, uh, the rant. <laughs> I'll just say it. Spike Lee's rant through Edward Norton takes you through basically, like, all the, all the boroughs, all sorts of neighborhoods, all sorts of people that exist in the city. Okay, so yeah, I'll give it a recommend. 25th hour. Let's talk about Alice Cooper. You're like, who's she? <laughs> Maybe some of you are like that. I don't know. Actually, yeah. I mean, I guess some people probably have never heard of Alice Cooper. So, for the first time, welcome to Alice Cooper. Welcome to his nightmare. <laughs> Which was the name of his uh, 1975 solo album, Welcome to My Nightmare. I'll be talking about that in a bit. This guy, born Vincent Damon Fernier in 1948 in the D. Detroit, Michigan, the D. What up, Legend Gentleman Club? He comes from, well, a line of evangelical preachers. Okay? So those cats that, like, everything that happens on Earth is God's will, including pandemics, war, all these horrible things that, you know, can be prevented by humans if we work together. But evangelicals, as far as I understand, that's all good because that's God's will, right? Even if you die from a virus, that's what God wanted. So don't worry about vaccines. Anyways, that's where he's coming from. So no wonder Alice Cooper, <laughs> the, rebellious, uh, the rebellious dude that he is, especially was, kind of rejected all that and went the opposite route. Not... I don't think it was ever like overt Satan uh, worship, fake Satan worship in his stage show, but it was definitely horror inspired. Horror movies, makeup, blood, death, torture, weapons, black leather, <laughs> all this good stuff. So uh, yeah, they called it shock rock. They called it horror rock when it first came out. I certainly thought so, because the first time I ever laid eyes on Mr. Cooper 
was in 1994's Wayne's World, one of my favorite movies, and, and that was probably my favorite movie at that time. So hopefully you remember the part, but uh, yeah, they get backstage passes to the show, and Alice Cooper, like, he busts out of this giant skeleton, I think wearing a top hat, he's all in leather, he's got the makeup on, he's got a cane. The song is called Feed My Frankenstein. I remember the lines, like, He's like, I'm hungry for love and it's feeding time. And I was like, whoa, like, this guy feeds on love. And then I remember I was talking to my friend Josh about it in like grade five. And I was like, I'm hungry for love and it's feeding time. And that really freaked him out. He was like, what? Like, what are you talking about? Like, what? Where'd you get that? You know, like, you're weird. And I was just like, maybe I am. The band Alice Cooper formed in Phoenix, Arizona in 1969. And they reached their commercial peak in 1973 with the album Billion Dollar Babies. That album had the song Elected, Schools Out, Schools Out for Summer, if you remember, featured in the Days of Confused soundtrack, as well as No More Mr. Nice Guy, which was also featured in the Days and Confused soundtrack. And I learned today that Donovan, who we'll, we will be hearing from when we get to the D's, was actually featured on No More Mr. Nice Guy, which is pretty funny because that guy's definitely like his persona is this like geek nice guy, you know, compared to Alice Cooper's dark harbinger of Satan. Okay, so check this out. So in 1969, they got signed to Frank Zappa's record label. Frank Zappa, I got one of his records too, so we'll be hearing him when we get to the Zeds. His record label is called Straight, which is hilarious because Frank Zappa is one of the most like whacked out, drugged out dudes in rock and roll history, I would say, you know, expecting argument. But yeah, so pretty funny. Um, Zappa, I, I think what happened was Alice Cooper, they were playing, they were playing shows in LA and uh, they played a show one night where the bar just like totally emptied out after 10 minutes of them playing. Like everyone in LA was like, what is this crap? This sucks. But somebody saw that show and was like, holy, like that's a lot of power, you know, like to discuss, <laughs> repulse that many people. And so uh, I guess Frank Zappa got word of them and Frank Zappa was like, okay, Alice Cooper, the band, Come to my host tomorrow at 7 and we'll do an audition and maybe I'll sign you. He meant 7 p.m. But, uh, you know, like normal people for a job interview, they showed up at 7 a.m. And Frank Zappa was probably in like his silk robe, you know, smoking a joint with like balls of opium in it. And he's just like, or in bed, you know, 7 a.m. And he's just like, what's this? Like, why are you guys here so early? But then he was like, oh, I, I appreciate this gumption, you know. So he signed them. He signed them to a three-record deal. The album that we're going to be listening today to today is their third album and last album with uh, the Frank Zappa three-record deal. It's called Love It to Death. Came out in 1970. This is their breakthrough. Okay, then Billion Dollar Babies, which I don't have, and I thought I did. Maybe it's here somewhere, and I just it's lost. But uh, man, so yeah. I, w I would have played Schools Out. <laughs> Check this out, though. So, Love It to Death comes out in 1970. This is a big album. They're still living in California. Californians aren't feeling them. So they moved. They moved back to uh, Michigan, where Alice, the man, <laughs> had grown up. And so Alice Cooper actually said, they just didn't get it in L.A., 
they were on acid and we were drinking beer. So they moved to Michigan right uh, at the same time that Iggy and the Stooges and the MC5 are, are, are doing their thing there. And if you listen to this full album, Love It to Death, and you know anything about the Stooges, you know anything about MC5, it all sounds the same, okay? Proto-punk, they called it, the Stooges and MC5. So, product of a time and place as well. And if those guys are proto-punk, then this album is proto-punk too. I encourage you to listen to the whole thing, it's pretty cool. Let's get into the big tune. Well, the first, first big tune, I guess. Songs about uh, adolescence, coming of age, a boy turning into a man, a girl turning into a woman, a person becoming an older person. <laughs> uh, yeah, do you remember, or do you know yet, what it was like to feel legal in your own country? Just at first, that first day, you're just like this, you're just like, yeah, I'm 18 now. I'm 18 and I like it! Woo! Let's drink!
Okay, so that's pretty funny. I was thinking about it. I remember, yeah, turning 18. That was cool. Because I was 18 in high school, so I could, like, skip class and excuse myself. But we had fake IDs, so, yeah. It wasn't that big of a deal. Funny story, though, like, I had a fake ID when I was 17. We had a strip club that was pretty close to our high school, so some days at lunch we'd just go over there for beers and a show instead of i don't know lunch and school related things and um my friend keith had his older cousin's id and keith is like five foot six and i guess his older cousin was like six foot two so one day we were sitting in the strip club at lunch and um she checked our ids the waitress checked your ids but then she saw that, you know, my friend Keith was supposed to be six foot two and she busted him on the height. It was hilarious. But she was like, how tall are you? And he's like, six two. And then she's like, yeah, right, get out of here. So he, he got kicked out and we stayed. He went back to school and we stayed at the strip club, which was pretty funny. So what up, Keith? Remember that? Okay, so back to Alice Cooper. He described their... He, this is what he said. We were into fun, sex, death, and money when everyone else was into peace and love. Right? They came out in 1969. So Woodstock, right? They weren't, they weren't about that. And then he goes on to say, We wanted to see what was next. It turned out that we were next. And we drove a stake through the heart of the love generation. I was like, oh man, that's awesome. You ever heard about Alice Cooper biting the head off of a chicken and drinking its blood? I did. Called, it's called the chicken incident. The whole thing's called the chicken incident. In 1969, at the Toronto Rock and Roll Revival concert, which is pretty funny because in 69 they're having a rock and roll revival. What the hell? I guess what they planned to do was like they had a pillowcase full of chicken feathers and then a chicken like walked into the pillowcase and they, I don't know what he was going to do, but it was like threw it onto the crowd and like all the feathers were going to go everywhere. Alice Cooper thought that chickens could fly because <laughs> he had wings. So we thought the thing would just like fly up. But of course, it just like plummeted to the ground uh, in amongst the crowd, right, happened to be right at the wheelchair section. And everyone that was there kind of freaked out. So this chicken actually got like run over, just like destroyed by the wheels of these wheelchairs. And then the next day in the news, some somebody said that Alice Cooper had bit the head off the chicken and drank its blood. And then Frank Zappa heard about that and was like, hey, uh, Alice, did this happen? And then Alice Cooper, the man, was like, no, that's not what happened. Uh, but then Frank Zappa was like, okay, well, just make sure that you don't deny it so everybody actually thinks that it did happen because that really provided like a massive boost for their career and the image, this scary death image that they were cultivating. Alice Cooper almost hung himself one time when he was uh, trying to fake ha hang himself for a stage show. So that's pretty funny. He almost died. I I'd say these guys definitely inspired the cramps with like the, the horror imagery because the cramps were only a couple years after them, which is pretty cool. Of course, the music and the imagery horrified parents and outraged the establishment. All that usual bullshit, blah, 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 blah. Oh my God, who's gonna think of the children? So these guys love Pink Floyd too, so they follow that huge stage show, which just makes me think of Spinal Tap again. Black leather, all that, big like monsters. Remind me of ACDC stage show too, which also like were accused of being Satanist. The Satanic Panic, that was real. Alice Cooper appeared at WrestleMania 3 in 1987, which is pretty cool. He was like backing up Jake the Snake Roberts, and Jake the Snake had this big... What kind of snake was that? A, a boa constrictor? Damien? That 
he would like bring out and like put on people <laughs> at like after he killed them in the wrestling ring. And uh, Alice Cooper was known for having a big snake, like a boa around his neck too. That was in Wayne's World. I was like, holy crap. But then I was like, Psh, I know that not all snakes are poisonous, okay? Like, that's not so crazy. Alice, okay, yeah, right, I forgot. So after Billion Dollar Babies came out in 73, in 1975, the Alice Cooper band broke up, but then Alice Cooper, aka D Vincent Damien, Damon Fernier, just legally changed his name to Alice Cooper so he could he had the rights to that and then Alice Cooper the band was no more Alice Cooper the solo act was the new thing that's when welcome to my nightmare came out Alice used to go on Hollywood Squares which was this old like kind of goofy trivia show I think where you'd have nine I don't know C-list celebrities in the tic-tac-toe boxes and then if they knew the answer to the trivia like you could agree with them or not or some shit. It's kind of cool, I like trivia. Alice Cooper, man, the guy's a big booze hound. Big booze hound, drank a lot. In fact, in the entire decade of the 80s, he recorded and released four albums, which are referred to by him as the Blackout Albums. Because apparently he doesn't remember recording any of them, which is insane. <laughs> any of these albums, he doesn't rem remember recording Flush the Fashion, Special Forces, Zipper Catches Skin, or Da Da. All of those which I've never heard of before. He liked to drink so much that he started a celebrity drinking club called the Hollywood Vampires. Which I thought was pretty cool, but probably pretty destructive <laughs> looking back. You know what? That's gonna be it. I'm pretty sure Alice just cleaned himself up, man. I think he just like plays golf and loves Jesus now these days. Still kicking it just like we are, all right? And I was fun kicking it with Alice today. It was fun kicking it with all y'all. So hopefully you learned something today. Hopefully you can pass something on to somebody someday because it's like each one teach one. It's like that. Here's the parting thought. Here's the thing about, here's the easy way to achieve world peace. Just one thing. All you gotta do is one thing. The golden rule, baby, treat others like how you would like to be treated, okay? That's it. That's the key. That's the secret. That's the message. I'm going to be back in 24 hours. I'm going to come back. I'm going to get some more of this stuff for you. We got some more C's. We're still deep in the C's. D's are coming up, but uh, we got to get through the C's first. So what will it be? What will it be? You will have to wait and find out tomorrow. But... No fear, because like I said, I'm going to be back. Check this out, though. I got one more Alice Cooper track for you. I forget what it's called. Let's just listen to it. <laughs> That's it for me, El Matador, signing off. Mortimer Remain says, I will see you tomorrow. Peace, y'all. Peace. Peace.